0: The Bengaluru Commute Podcast Powered by Spooler Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News For today, the 17th of August, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya disclosed that the Baipanahali-Krishnarajpuram metro segment's opening on the Purple Line would be delayed to September. The Commissioner of Metrorail Safety will inspect the line before approval. The metro network's current length is 69.66km, serving 10,000 daily passengers. Also the Nagasandra Madhavara extension and RV Road to Bomanahali line are set for a December 2023 launch. In other headlines, BJP senior leader Basavaraj Bommai urged CM Siddharamaya to reconsider rejecting the national education policy for the next academic year. Bommai voiced concerns about its negative impact on Karnataka's students and stated that prioritizing political motives over the youth's welfare is misguided. Bommai also underscored Sidramaya's past support for NEP during his leadership between 2013 and 2018, referencing Kasturi Rangan's role in shaping both state and national education policies. In some more news, during a Karnataka Pradesh Congress Committee meeting, Deputy CMDK Shivakumar hinted at upcoming changes in both the state cabinet and the party's state unit. The move aims to establish a new team in preparation for the 2024 Lok Sabha elections. Shivakumar, the state congress unit president, emphasized the need for revamping at all levels and the possible removal of ministers amid reports of discontent. Up next, Karnataka Education Minister Madhu Bangarappa announced supplementary exams for second PU students facing failure twice, aiding their higher education pursuits. He also extended egg distribution to Class 10 under the Midday Meal Scheme. Plans include transforming rural libraries into e-libraries to empower rural individuals intellectually and socially. Now on to other news, the recently passed Digital Personal Data Protection Act has sparked criticism from Bengaluru's data activists and experts. They argued that a substantial part of the Act lacks adequacy and grants governments unchecked authority over citizens' data usage. Despite some positive features such as consent requirements, stringent breach penalties and data fiduciary obligations, experts contend that the law lacks specificity and clear guidelines for effectiveness. Moving on, over 100,000 applications are still pending under the Sakala scheme designed to ensure timely government service delivery. Approximately half of these are aged between three and nine months with 43,000 in the 1-6 to six month range. The Rural Development and Panchayatraj Department has the most, with 33,000 pending cases. Interdepartmental coordination, differing software, policy issues and incomplete applications contribute to the backlog. Meanwhile, Bengaluru's Nama clinics are grappling with medication shortages and limited diagnostic capabilities. All the 225 out of 243 planned clinics are operational. Many lack essential medicines, including insulin. With minimal available tests and limited equipment, they struggle to conduct essential diagnostics. Some clinics have only around 10 tests and lack basic lab equipment, prompting referrals to other facilities. Wellness activities and plans have been hindered due to funding constraints. On a different note, a six-day music festival commemorating Vina Maestro Venkatesha Doriswamy Iyengar's 103rd birth anniversary commenced in the city. The event features artists like Vani Adunandan, Anjali Sriram, Nirmala Raj and N. Raj Hemigayas Prashant, S. Shankar and Jee Ravi The festival showcases compositions by Carnatic Music Trinity, Thyagaraja, Muthuswami Deekshitar and Sayama Sastri. The event is organised by Veena Swami Iyengar Memorial Trust. National news. Moving on to the national news, on former Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee's 5th death anniversary, Union Home Minister Amit Shah praised him as the Ajat Shatru enemy free of Indian politics. Shah credited Vajpayee's adept leadership and organizational prowess for elevating the party from obscurity to its current stature. Shah honored Vajpayee's principal politics and global influence through a social media post. Meanwhile, Odisha's Chief Minister Naveen Patnaik announced the inclusion of over 400,000 individuals in the Madhu Babu pension scheme. He highlighted the state's economic growth and positive transformations in education, healthcare, tourism and infrastructure. The scheme provides monthly pensions of Rs 500 and Rs 700 to the beneficiaries aged up to 79 and beyond 80 years, respectively. The state government plans to establish bank branches in 4,373 village panchayats, focusing on providing benefits to senior citizens, mothers, and individuals with disabilities. In more news, the Supreme Court introduced a handbook on countering gender stereotypes aimed at guiding judges to avoid inappropriate gender terms and legal language in court orders. Chief Justice of India, DY Chandrachud emphasized that the guidebook helps judges recognize and eliminate gender-biased words and phrases. It provides alternatives to language-promoting stereotypes, aiming to foster an unbiased legal discourse, benefiting both lawyers and judges. Shifting our focus, India's Chandrayaan-3 Moon mission achieved its fifth successful lunar-bound orbit maneuver, nearing its destination. With all lunar-bound moves completed, the spacecraft will now focus on separating its propulsion and lander modules. The latest manoeuvre placed it in 153 km into 163 km orbit. The lander module's detachment from the propulsion module is scheduled for today, while the soft landing in the Moon's south polar region is set for August 23. In general weather update for the country, the IMD reported the monsoon trough, an elongated low-pressure area, initially north of its usual position, has begun moving southward. Expected to align with its typical position by August 18, the IMD predicted heavy rainfall in Himachal Pradesh and Uttarakhand. A cyclonic circulation over southwest Bangladesh contributes to continued heavy rain prospects for Himachal Pradesh, Uttarakhand and northeastern India. International news. Turning our attention to international news, amid broader efforts to diffuse tensions between the US and Iran, Washington is urging Iran to halt the sale of armed drones to Russia. These discussions conducted alongside a prisoner exchange deal negotiation aim to de-escalate tensions. Iran's drones are reportedly being used by Moscow in the Ukraine conflict. No immediate response has been received from the White House or Iran's Foreign Ministry. In ongoing news, Islamabad's local courts declined nine bail petitions filed by former Prime Minister Imran Khan regarding the FIRs against him for violent protests. The anti-terrorism court rejected three petitions, while additional district and sessions judge Muhammad Sohail dismissed six pre-arrest bail requests. The FIR was lodged against Khan by the Khanna and Barkahu police stations. The court cited a Supreme Court verdict for the decision. In a recent development, China's suspension of youth unemployment data release is another indication of its growing tendency to limit sensitive information particularly concerning its struggling company. The record high 21.3% unemployment rate among 16 to 24-year-olds poses challenges for the Communist Party, which prioritizes social stability. Amid economic threats and a rivalry with the US, China is withholding more data, including from public view, to safeguard interests. The move comes amidst ongoing ideological battles and economic expansion concerns. In other news of Khan engineering student Sumaya Faruqi fled her country when the Taliban banned women's education. Now in the US, she is the face of the UN's hashtag of Khan Girls Voices campaign, marking the anniversary of Kabul's government fall. The campaign aims to uphold their education rights. Spotlighting the global issue of Afghan girls leaving for education, the crisis underscores the international challenge of engaging with the Taliban government due to gender exclusion. Business news. Let us now look at some business stories. The Jaipur G20 Trade Ministerial must address key trade multilateralism concerns, including development issues, appellate body revival and the trade climate change nexus, asserts Pradeep S Mehta, Secretary General of CUTS International. As trust and trade multilateralism wanes the focus turns to the G20's vision for resolving systemic problems within the WTO. The final G20 Trade and Investment Working Group meeting followed by the ministerial meeting is scheduled for August 21st to 25th in Jaipur. In more business news, online money gaming firms portraying themselves as skill-based platforms might face an extra tax payment of around rupees 45,000 crore. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs evaluated pending GST obligations for these companies since 2017 as they paid 18% on gross gaming revenue, considering them skill games rather than the laws prescribed 28%. Next up, in some tech news, social media platform X, formerly Twitter, reportedly delayed access to links from sources including Reuters, New York Times, Blue Sky, Facebook and Instagram. This delay, about 5 seconds, was detected in tests by the Washington Post and Reuters. X, now under Elon Musk's ownership, later appeared to have removed the delay, with no further explanation given. The delay's timing and connection to critical coverage of Musk's companies remain unclear. Moving on, Bengaluru-based IT company Infosys & Liberty Global, a London telecom operator, have inked a $1.64 billion deal five-year contract to enhance the UK firm's digital entertainment and connectivity services, according to a joint statement. If extended to eight years, the contract's value would grow to $2.5 billion under the collaboration agreement. In market news for August 17, the Sensex registered a gain of 87.24 points, equivalent to a 0.13 percent rise, reaching 65,484.66. Meanwhile, the Nifty recorded a rise of 16.80 points reflecting a 0.09% increase reaching 19451.30 among the traded shares 1626 showed advancement 1532 experienced a decline and 101 remained unchanged crude oil pulled back below the USD 81 mark in anticipation of the weekly inventory data entertainment news Over to news from the entertainment world, actor Yami Gautam admits that the recent few days have brought her immense relief. Her film OMG 2 faced uncertainties until it was released. It awaited approval from the CBFC and when granted, it received an A rating and clashed with Gather 2. However, the film's success has dispelled all doubts, marking Gautam's first theatrical release in four years. Yami also praised the audience's positive reception. In news from Hollywood, actors Zooey Deschanel and Jonathan Scott, the reality TV personality, are engaged after dating for four years as per recent reports. Scott proposed to Deschanel during a family trip to Scotland and she joyfully accepted. The couple shared their engagement news on Instagram with the caption, Forever begins now. Scott's decision to propose in Scotland is significant due to his deep connection to his heritage. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Vijay Devrakonda revealed that Samantha Ruth Prabhu faced numerous challenges while dealing with a myositis diagnosis, causing her to withdraw from interactions. At a promotion event for the upcoming film Kushi, he discussed Samantha's journey and her decision to share her health struggles publicly. Despite initially not wanting to discuss it openly, Samantha later felt it was her responsibility to offer hope to others. Spooler Sports in sports news, Indian doubles player Chirag Shetty aspires to retire with an array of medals from major tournaments, focusing on playing his best badminton to secure results. Partnered with Southwick Sairaj Runkederi, the Commonwealth Games gold medalists have achieved success at the Indonesia Open, Asia Championships, Swiss Open, and Korea Open. Chirag's goal is to further accumulate medals from prestigious events like the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. In more sports update, Brazilian forward Neymar officially joined Saudi Pro League club Al-Hilal from Paris Saint-Germain for around €90 million Euros plus bonuses pending a medical. Neymar, who moved from Barcelona to PSG for a world-record €222 million Euros in 2017, scored 118 goals in 173 appearances for PSG and won five league one titles. PSG president Nasser Al-Khalifi expressed gratitude for Neymar's contributions. Wrapping up sports news, veteran Indian all-rounder Ravi Chandran Ashwin lauded India opener Prithvi Shaw for his impressive debut county stint with Northamptonshire recently. Shaw's consecutive centuries in the English County One Day Cup tournament, including a record-breaking 244-run knock against Somerset, showcased his prowess. Shaw also joined an elite list alongside Rohit Sharma and became the second Indian batter to achieve a 150-plus score in the tournament. Bengaluru bus. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready to groove to the beats of nostalgia as DJ Arya takes you on a journey through the iconic tracks of Avicii. Happening on August 19th at 8:30 PM at Dhwani Bar and in Kitchen, Indranagar, relive the magic of Avicii's music all night long. Catch Ace Comic Gautam Govindam as he headlines his latest stand-up special in the city. Performing live at the Drunkling Comedy Club Koramangala 5th Block on the 20th of August at 7:30 PM. Step into the vibrant world of Garba with the dynamic duo Ankit and Parth, the creators of Thanga. Join their thrilling 3-day workshop from August 18th to 20th at Etram Dance Academy, Park Square Mall, Whitefield. Learn rhythm and spins and wrap it up with an incredibly fun masterclass. Join a beginner's art class in an exclusive soft pastel painting workshop conducted by the city's experts, happening at the Dialogues Cafe JP Nagar on the 19th of August at 4pm. You can also catch the insanely talented Anshu Moore in his latest show Clarity, performing live at Just Bangalore Brigade Road on the 20th of August at 6pm. weather, And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On the 17th of August, the weather in Bengaluru will be mostly clear, with a high of 30 degrees Celsius and a low of 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index, considering temperature and humidity, is predicted to be 33 degrees Celsius. The day's peak temperature is above the usual August average of 27.5 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.